In the WOR Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete, here's Sal Licata. The Supreme Court shot down a federal law that prohibits sports gambling, which now gives states the go-ahead to legalize betting on sports. Court ruled 6-3 to strike down the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, a 1992 law that barred state-authorized sports gambling, with obviously some exceptions. You obviously go to Vegas and make a wager. Well, now that's not going to be the case. Uh, Former Governor Christie tweeting today, a great day for the rights of states and their people to make their own decisions. New Jersey citizens wanted sports gambling, and the federal government had no right to tell them no. The Supreme Court agrees with us today. I am proud to have fought for the rights of people of New Jersey. Chris Christie, by the way, will be on with the morning show tomorrow, 9 a.m. with Len and Michael. So make sure you check out that with Christie joining them. He was one of the uh, leaders of this, uh, you know, uh, rule here trying to get sports gambling legalized or sports gambling legalized. To get more info, what does it mean for you and I? What does it mean as a whole? Let's go to Frank Vuno, co-founder of 16W Marketing. Frank. Just gave you the news. Obviously, the, the the official wording and terminology of it. I hope, Frank, you could break it down in layman's term for layman's terms for me and my listeners. What does this mean? When can I go make a wager, and where am I going to be able to do so? <laughs> Hi, Sal. How are you? Good, Frank. Thanks for taking the time. No problem. Uh, well, in New Jersey, uh, you'll be able to go to Monmouth in about two weeks and place your sports wager, and it'll be that quick. Uh, New Jersey's been prepping for this for quite a while, as you know, and uh, or as you just read, and uh, I'm told by the end of this month that uh, – uh, the sports gambling parlor in uh, Monmouth at Monmouth Racetrack will be open. And shortly thereafter, I would think that um, places like the Borgata and Atlantic City uh, will be open on the heels of that pretty quickly. And what do you think follows? I mean, are we talking about I, – I, maybe I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves right now, but, I mean, I'm assuming New York is going to follow at some point. Does that mean some of the horse racing stuff uh, on uh, Long Island or wherever else it may be? Are they going to be places – are they going to be individualized places where you could go place a wager is it going to be in arenas i mean what's the future of this thing frank i think it's all of that eventually frankly um it's uh, ultimately uh, what makes sense now you know before we get ahead of ourselves each of the states has to interpret uh, this their own way and uh really enact new laws and um uh regulate and and, and govern this um they're going to want to you talked a little earlier i was listening to your show you talked about them collecting taxes and so on so there has to be an infrastructure set up uh an architecture by the states to uh to govern this and uh to allow it to happen but to to, to you know really uh make sure that they're in compliance and so on and so forth so um there's there's for states that haven't been preparing for this it'll take a while but yes i would think that the first place for sure for new york and uh, uh the city and the suburbs in new york where there are racetracks um and where there's off-track betting and so on will certainly be places where most likely uh sports gambling uh will uh be enacted and you know be adopted first talking with frank vuno co-founder of 16w marketing now you say for states that weren't preparing for this it may take a while what's a while i mean are we talking before football season are we talking years out i'm not so sure what exactly or how long it would take for a state to get ready or up and running from what i read you know there were four states already uh already uh doing sports gambling allowing sports gambling i don't know if all your listeners know that not only uh in uh, Las Vegas and Nevada, but Delaware and Montana and uh, Oregon. So 
Um, that, that was one of the things Governor Christie just thought was ludicrous. So, you know, how, how haphazard is it that, you know, Del- you can gamble on sports in Delaware and not New Jersey? Well, you know, what, what constitute that? But th- those states were grandfathered before the 92 rule was put into effect. So um, they were allowed to keep their sports gambling uh, allowance. And so uh, I, from what I read and what I'm told, uh, about 14 states uh, will probably be able to get um, uh, get rules in place and get open um, to allow for sports gambling, sports betting, uh, by the opening of football season, which is, as everybody knows, is uh, – the biggest piece of the pie in terms of sports betting. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, that's going to be the coup de gras, right? Everybody wants to be able to have it, oh, you would hope, up and running before football season. What type of wagers are we talking about, Frank? Are we talking about in-depth? Are we talking about props? Are we talking about just games and over-unders? I mean, who's going to regulate this stuff? Who comes up with what bets to put on the board? Is it going to be universal or is it just a state-by-state um, you know, case where whatever state wants to put whatever up there they can do so i uh, well the latter is true whatever the states now it's in it's in the state's hands it's in each individual state's hands so whatever uh, they determine uh, to allow that's what's going to be but if you uh, if you follow this uh, everything that you just said will ultimately be allowed in some place in some way shape or form you know adam silver I, I listened earlier. A couple of you listens were a little misled. They, they and a couple of people said that the leagues were in this for the money. Um, everybody should understand uh, that all of the professional leagues and the NCAA fought this regulation. Um, now, uh, <laughs> I think as they started to see the writing on the wall, and that when it went to the Supreme Court, and they uh, thought the decision um, might be changed, uh, the, the law might be changed rather. Um, uh, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, came out and, be, and got very proactive. In fact, uh, the, the NBA asked that uh, 1% of all the monies that um, get bet on the NBA would go uh, to the NBA uh, so that they can, uh, because they're going to have to add administration for compliance and enforcement and so on. They're going to have to double down on uh, the things that they've done to prevent players and officials and coaches and so on from gambling and they're going to have to make sure that uh, uh, that they continue to do that so a lot of the rules for the leagues will not change but um, there ultimately stands to be a windfall because uh, I'm in the business of sports for 35 years I can tell you that there are rules in place by all of the leagues um, that uh, do not allow uh, for casinos or for sports betting powers or anything else to advertise or to sponsor teams. Obviously, that's going to change. It's easier the states where the teams play change their rules on gambling, and that will allow the teams to go out and get new sponsors, new advertisers, and so on. And the same would be said for you know your radio station or anybody else. Um, uh, so it, it'll open up a whole new uh, avenue of of uh, sponsorship and advertising. Yeah. Not only that, uh, yeah, not only that, but um, uh, it'll change the content that uh, is out there, the programming that's out there. Because obviously, um, kind of the, the the online or the back room tipster uh, uh, tipster uh, uh, shows and so on that you have to pay for will now become more prevalent, and all of the networks that carry uh, professional sports will now have to consider what they're going to do because with uh, <laughs> with the legalized sports wagering, 
you know, the days of, it's really funny because we've come full cycle. We may have the days of Jimmy the Greek back, right, giving you the lines on Sunday and so on. So I'm sure that the, ultimately the leagues will relax their rules about not about prohibiting people from uh, talking gambling at all or, or giving lines and spreads and so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a huge, it's not even a can of worms. I mean, this is a huge thing here, Frank. You just touched on a lot of it. We're talking to Frank Vuno, co-founder of 16W Marketing. There are so many different levels to this that I don't even know where to begin with it. My head is spinning, thinking about all the possibilities and all that's going to have to happen. One thing you touched on, though, not that every league was behind it. It seemed like the NBA. It seemed certainly like um, the NFL was behind it. Uh, college basketball, though, to me, Frank, is going to be, not college basketball, college sports in general, but specifically college football, college basketball, they're going to have the biggest problem. I mean, they have athletes who aren't getting paid, period. So uh, how do you how do you then you know legitimize the sport and make it known that there's a lot of integrity there when sports gambling is legal and college athletics are going to be one with sports gambling, you're not paying the athletes. College sports, to me, Frank, are in a bit of trouble here. Well, that that we can do a whole day on that, right? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I am uh, I am a huge advocate for uh, uh, the student athletes, uh, and, and I use the term in some cases loosely, uh, being uh, compensated in some way, shape, or form. And there are a lot of ways to get at that, aside from you know the, now the ramifications of the sports betting. But you're absolutely right. Um, you know, can you imagine March Madness now with everything out in the open? The, the little office pools now become big, big pools with uh, you know payments to get in and so on and so forth. And uh, there will be um, you know a day of reckoning. The NCAA is uh, is really going to uh, have to relook at uh, the entire the entire business. They don't like to call it a business, but um, we know it's uh, it's a huge business, and uh, it's unfair, really, to the athletes that everybody else benefits, and they don't. You know, one quick thing on that, um, and you can cut me off if I'm too long, but one quick thing on that is all, for all your listeners and all the fans out there, everybody says, well, these guys are getting uh, scholarships. Well, you know, I compare it to, um, you know, my, in the days of my mom and dad and, and all the seniors out there. Think of, think of they own a house and they have equity in their house and, and, uh, and they don't have any cash. To, to, they don't have any other cash. They've got equity in the house. You can't spend that, right? So uh, the scholarships like the house, you, you can't spend that. The, the, these guys uh, come from uh, a lot of places where they don't have a lot of money. And uh, they can't even sign their name and make any money, or they they get absolutely nothing from licensing. They can't no 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 jerseys with their names could be sold on them and everything else. There are ways for revenue to be produced and to be shared and split among those athletes where they could at least have a stipend and some spending money where they don't have to go to break rules to uh, go get a pizza or take their girlfriend to the movies or whatever. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it, no, it's ridiculous, Frank. You make a great point. And it's going to have to happen. I mean, now that sports gambling is yeah. out in the open, it's going to become legal. It's going to be a nonstop runaway train here of the possibilities. College athletes eventually going to get paid. They just have to figure out how to do it. And also then the right. dirty recruiting uh, nonsense. That'll be the last un- uh, uh, you know uncovered thing in sports potentially where they uh, make that uh, out in the open as well. Kids getting paid to choose a certain school. We're talking with Frank Vuno. Uh, They're going to have to clean that up first. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is a mess. College sports in general is in trouble anyway, but this adds to it. Couple of quick ones, Frank, before we let you go, and you're right. I mean, this could take, it takes a while here to really digest this and break it all down. 
Uh, leagues, whether it's the NBA, the NHL, whatever, NFL, are they all going to be on the same page with each individual state? Or is this going to be a thing where each state is going to be different? I have to think it's going to be universal with all the leagues throughout, no? I don't think so. Wow. I don't, I, I, I don't think so. I think each league is going to go out and try to cut their own deals. Adam's already talked about the conversations that he's had. In fact, some of the states, as um, they've petitioned and tried to win cases to uh, legalize sports gambling in their states, included kind of uh, motivations for the leagues and said that they would, in fact, pay a percentage uh, to the NBA and so on. There are a couple of states that did that. One was Indiana with the NBA. And Adam Silver's been on record to say uh, what you were talking about earlier. He's gone so far as to say, listen, I want this on people's phones. I want people who attend our games to be able to gamble whether the guy on the free throw line makes his one and one. So, <laughs> I mean, Frank, come on, are you kidding me? Now, look, the, the the juices are flowing right now, thinking about the possibilities. But in reality, that's a dangerous thing, Frank. Um, I'm, that is absolutely out there. You can actually you can Google that, and you can see Adam talking about this. He wants people actually to be able to do live bets. Um, in their seats. Um, think about it. He wants to enhance the fans' experience of the game. And if people are going to be on their phones or iPads while they're watching the game anyway, everybody's talking about the millennials and, and people attending games not even actually watching the game. If they're going to do that, they want them to be, uh, they want them to be focused on the game and, and, and concentrating on what's going on. And if it takes them being able to make a prop bet whether a guy's going to make a free throw or not, He's kind of being realistic about it and saying, we got to get this in the hands of our fans. Uh, boy, I'm torn, Frank. A part of me absolutely loves that. And a part of me is saying, no, no, it's wrong. It is wrong. Imagine, Frank, sitting there Sunday afternoon on your couch, 345, mm-hmm. late in the game, the officials got to go under the hood and pops up on the screen, make your bet right now. Will this or will this not be overturned? I mean, you could just do it on your phone. That is going to be huge. It's going to be sponsored. People are going to go nuts. They can show the results of the poll. Uh, I mean, that is, there's a lot to this frank hey listen when what goes around comes around you're you're probably old enough to remember ibm you make the call right that was a commercial right. years ago when i was at the nfl so now we'll just be able to put some money on it you know so. <laughs> how much frank last one this is overall how much is this going to change the way we view sports or as you know sports viewing uh sports fandom as we know it how much is this going to change moving forward well, half of me says it won't change much because betting has been a, pro- a part of sports forever. Um, you, you had a few callers earlier on talking about calling their books. By the way, they're not going to be able to call their books to bet on the, you know, the, whether they're going to make a free throw or not. Right. So there's, there's, a, there's a lot of aspects <laughs> to that, right? And most people outside New York, New Jersey, don't even know what we're talking about when they say call your books. So, um, <laughs> That's true. So this, I, know, I did notice, Frank, a lot of Italian callers. Mario, Gino. Yeah, Mario. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That might have been my cousin. Yeah, mine too. No, it's, you know, so that's perfect. How many Marios do we know? But anyway, uh, you know, that one half of me says it won't change it much, but the other half, probably most because of technology and the instantaneous nature of what we're talking about, like what I was saying, when you you have this in your hand and, um, you know, my grandkids, five years old, can can maneuver around iPads and iPhones, right? So that's what everybody's learned. And so once, 
once you put that in people's hands and you have the technology to allow people to make these bets, uh, it's going to be huge. It's going to change. It's going to change uh, sports. I, now, whether it's for the better or not, I, I think you can argue that all day long. But it's going to make it a heck of a lot more interesting for the next couple of years. And it's just what the doctor ordered for people like the NFL because uh, of all the issues that they've had over the last few years. So it's it's going to continue to grow the sport. Yeah, you know, no, there's any doubt about it. No question about it. Thanks, Frank, for your time. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Great talking to you. Great talking to you as well, Frank Vuno, co-founder of 16W Marketing. Give you some insight there to uh, you know the thinking along the sports gambling stuff. There's so many levels to it. Uh, if you're just joining us, obviously the Supreme Court ruled six to three to strike down the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, a uh, law that barred state authorized sports gambling. Uh, you know, obviously with some exceptions. That means each state going to uh, have to go ahead to go legalize uh, sports gambling. It's up to them, the individual state. New Jersey should be ready to go in a about two weeks down at Monmouth. Uh, boy, it is. I, I can't even believe this. 800-321-0710. We'll get to your calls. We'll do Mets, sports, gambling, Yankees, whatever it is that's on your mind. I can't eat. It does make the sport more enticing. Betting on the sport makes it more interesting. There's no other way around it. And it, people in a day and age where they're not focused on anything. You're driving down the street and people can't even drive right. They're not paying attention to that. They're focused on their stupid phones, what they're texting, blah, 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 blah. Let alone go to a ball game and a camera shoots the crowd and nobody's doing, well, nobody's watching the game. You know what? You throw 50 bucks on, uh, this pitch going to be a ball or strike or is this going to make this free throw or not? That becomes much, must watch all of a sudden. 800-321-0710. Mets tickets to give away this hour. We'll give away a pair when we come back. 800-321-0710. 1010 Sports Zone, Salicata, filling in for Pete McCarthy, the voice of New York, 710 WOR. You're in the WOR Sports Zone. In for Pete, here's Sal Licata. 800-321-0710. We're talking sports gambling, Mets, whatever it is that's on your mind. I'll get into Mickey Calloway. Yoenna Cespedes, Dave Island, Noah Syndergaard in just a little bit. Let's finish up with the sports betting. Well, we don't have to finish up with it, but let's get a, at least a call on it. Bobby is in Queens. What's on your mind, Bobby? Hey, Sal. How you doing? Man, I bet. Uh, I, I'm laughing because I see the excitement in your voice when you <laughs> you sound too happy about it. I, I'm torn, Bobby. This is, a, this is a big day because it does add more juice, and now... And as I said, I'm somebody who bets on sports anyway, but now that it's legal, now more people at least will be out in the open about doing it, and it is, it can become a really fun thing. I mean, it's a, a fun addition to viewing sports. No question. What I'm thinking, and again, I don't know if this is wacky or what, or if this is the future, but picture a baseball game. I'm thinking baseball just because it is the slowest, and I think it's a sport that a lot of the millennials and the younger people don't find that exciting. The picture... If you have, like, like when you go to the track, you have a window there and you're able to make prop bets. People love prop bets because, like, think of the Super Bowl. Everybody watches the Super Bowl and loves the Super Bowl. Of course, we're football fans, but also because everybody has a dollar or some amount on that game. So now you picture you go to a baseball game, they have a window there, and you do a prop bet. Stanton's going to hit two home runs. This, right, this, right. The score, everything. I think the money is – I don't know if they're going to go that route. I don't know if you know, but – 
it seems like something that he could do and generate a lot of money and excitement. Yeah, we just had Frank on, uh, Bobby, and he basically said that he thinks that that's the way it's going to go. And Adam Silver himself, the commissioner of the NBA, had talked about just that, being able to bet via your phone while you're sitting there watching the game. Is the guy going to make or miss this free throw? I mean, think of that. You go to a game with your buddy and you could bet instantly right now, is he going to make one or two of these or is he going to hit a three or whatever it may be. That adds, that adds intrigue, Bobby. Isn't that exciting? Listen, people are going to pay attention. People, people are going to, you know, they're going to watch the game. I mean, Adam Silver is the most progressive, uh, you know, uh, uh, sports leader I've seen in, you know, 40 years. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if anybody's going to get it done, it would be him. But I think, I mean, I think it's real exciting because let's be honest, people like the juice. They want it. I mean, and, you know, I, I'm worried about you and your cousins because I'm <laughs> going to get a couple of calls later on. Not too happy with that. You know, like, hey. Thanks, Bobby. I appreciate that. I mean, look, I guess that's what I'm saying. I'm torn. I don't think this is a good thing, ultimately, for the leagues. I think there are too many question marks with especially the NCAA. There's a long way to go before college basketball cleans itself up. They have to clean up the you know, illegal recruitment, which we know is taking place basically at every single school. They have to clean up how to pay the athletes the student-athletes, how to pay them and how to pay them in accordance from the superstar to the last guy on the bench. How is that going to happen? Or just not the basketball team, you're going to pay the field hockey team as well. How does that work? Jersey sales, things like that, photos, those are good ideas. They could, Kids could have signings or things like that. I, I, I don't know, but they have to figure that out. And then you're talking about legalizing sports gambling with with college product because you know, we're years away from having the sport clean itself up. Sports gambling is here. I mean, that's going to happen. So I have a hard time thinking that sport is going to be 100%, you know, legit. I mean, how you wouldn't, you're telling me you wouldn't question the integrity of that? You could question the integrity as is. I just think it's a very dicey thing with many, many levels to it. And once you go in, you're going to be all in. You're going to be seeing commercials now about it. You're going to be seeing sponsors all over the place with each team and players talking about gambling. And it's something for so long, for as far as I can remember, I mean, my entire life, that there was such a negative stigma attached to it that now all of a sudden it's out in the open and it's okay. You know, walking, again, walking into an arena, all arenas, football stadium, baseball park, and just being able to walk up and be like, yeah, I'm going to take the Royals tonight. You know, whatever game you're at. I mentioned that because I happen to be going to the Royals game this weekend. Royals and Yankees on Saturday. But whatever game that you go to, you could just bet. Or you could bet via your app, sitting in your seat, or on your couch. Uh, I, I don't know what to think of it. I do like the action. I do love the juice. I do think it's exciting and gets more people into the sport. Wouldn't you rather be at a game where you're there with, let's say the Mets have 25,000 in the house at City Field. Wouldn't you rather be there with 25,000 people focused on the game and what's going to happen? And it could be interactive. You could have it come up on the scoreboard. This percentage of this of the people went on this side. This percentage went on this side of what's going to happen. You know, will the Mets score a run this inning? Let's just say. Oh, 50% bet no, 50 you know, 50% bet yes. Whatever. I'd rather be at a game where everybody's into what's going on on the field as opposed to Oh, yeah, just background noise. People are on their phones. People are walking around the ballpark, grabbing something to eat, going to play with the wiffle ball. I mean, whatever. 
So that part is exciting to me. Getting other people. I have, look, a lot of my friends bet on sports. Not all, but a lot do. And that's a common bond that we have. Oh, my God, did you see this game? Oh, did you see that? Sports fans have that in common. And now to have it out in the open and have maybe more people have more people doing it, I don't know. There's a part of me that thinks it's fun. There's Again, there's also a part of me that is very concerned about it being a potential problem. Now your chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Mets take on the Diamondbacks this Saturday out at City Field. Brought to you by the New York Mets and by Coca-Cola. Be caller number 11 at 800-321-0710. And you're the winner. First 25,000 fans in attendance going to receive a Star Wars night. Mr. Met as Han Solo bobblehead, courtesy of City. Purchase tickets at Mets.com slash tickets. We'll come back with more of your calls, Mets, Yanks, sports, gambling, whatever it is that you want to discuss with me. Right here on the Sports Zone, it's Alicott and for Pete McCarthy, the voice of New York, 710 WOR. This is the WOR Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete McCarthy, here's Sal Licata. We have another pair of tickets giveaway next hour. We'll also talk to Matt Ehalt of the record about the Mets at 820. I'll do more Mets at 805. Give you my take on what happened this weekend, what is happening with this team. Yankees also uh, off day today. And look, the Yanks, I mean, even when they're playing bad, they still somehow uh, find a way to win these games. Remarkable what they've been able to do over the last month, three plus weeks, really the last month, I guess, for the Yanks. Mets and Yanks have gone in opposite directions right around the same time. Mets were rolling Monday, April 14th against the Nats. Big home run for Azdrubal Cabrera. They blow the lead in the eighth inning. They haven't been the same team since. Yankees the next night got blown out by the Marlins at Yankee Stadium. And that was the first time I started the question this team for real. Oh, my goodness. Are they going to be any good this year? Were they 500, I think, after losing that game in the Marlins? And they basically have lost two games since, two or three games since. It's just a ridiculous turnaround for each team. Steve is in fish kill. Steve, what's up? Hey, how are you? Uh, quick question about this uh, new betting thing that Michael threw or is going through. If you have a family member that works for a professional sports team, is she going to be not allowed to talk to you about the team? Yeah, I, Steve, that's what I mean. There are so many different levels to this. It's a great question, right? Because is there, mean, isn't there inside info with that? If you're, let's say, well, I, don't, I hate even to use the Mets employee, but let's use Yankees in this case. If you're a Yankees employee... And your sister or, or brother, whatever, wanted to know about some inside info going on with the Yankees or whatever you know. You're telling me you can't tell them? Right. I mean, let's say uh, Stanton was hurt, but he's still going to play, but he probably won't hit any home runs. So I could bet against him from hitting a home run because I know he's not, he's hurt. I think, Steve, I think you bring up a good point where there are so many levels to it. Think about all these sports organizations, right, in all the sports yeah. different leagues, and then all the employees, whether it's the athletes themselves or just a regular employee, clubhouse employees, all those different things. Uh, I mean, even, even for you, when you get your information. Well, I don't get my information from the teams. I mean, I mean, you know. Oh, no, but, but even so, is that going to become clandestine? Now, what do you mean? Explain that to me. Well, in other words, you have people that give you information about uh, who's hurt or whatever. Are they going to start holding back some of that, too? Uh, I would. I, I honestly don't know, Steve. I think it's a good question, and thanks for the call. Look, I, I don't particularly, I don't care to be involved with any individual team. I don't want to know uh, inside info. I just want to, I want to watch the games. I mean, I want to watch the games, and I want to see what's going on out there. Now, 
you know, by talking to people, I know a lot of people that do cover teams on a daily basis, and maybe they hear certain things, so then I hear certain things. None of it really pertains to, you know, what would be gambling-wise. I mean, I've never, ever remember hearing one thing that made me think, oh, wow, I'm going to go bet on that because of what I heard. Never. So I don't know if that would necessarily change, you know, what teams tell reporters or whatever may be the case. Usually those things are not about uh, inside info with uh, this guy's hurt or, or that. I mean, maybe maybe that happens at certain times, but, you know, use Cespedes as an example. We all know Cespedes is banged up right now. He's not 100%. That's no inside info thing. We watch the games, we see it. I mean, the Mets have basically admitted it, especially in today's day and age. hard to keep those things secretive. Usually you know. But it's less about me in particular and more about, you know, how that info or whatever info that could possibly be a conflict of interest for an organization or an organization's employee to where now sports betting is not illegal. So they could hear something, go down to or use their app, go to Monmouth, whatever it may be, and place a wager based on things that they know or things that are going to happen. Now, it may not trickle all the way down to, let's say, you know, I have no idea. A, um, a, a What do you call the guys, producer Mark, who who, um, who take your tickets and get you in the seat uh, at the uh, the ushers? An usher. An usher. Now, maybe the usher's not going to know the same thing as a, you know, assistant GM, but either way, I mean, people know stuff sometimes, and that could be a conflict of interest. Could be now, too, but the difference is gambling's illegal. When it becomes legalized, now it's out in the open. It's all out in the open. James in Staten Island. What's up, James? Hey, Sal. How you doing? Uh, I'm actually on my way to a GA meeting right now, and i just calling to tell you that I can't stress enough the disappointment I have today in hearing this news that gambling will be legalized here in uh, New York City and, well, actually, New Jersey, and which is, you know, right over the bridge. How long you been uh, you been out of the game, James? Man, I'm, I'm 31. I got married when I was 30 last year. And uh, I started gambling when I was 11 years old, and um, it's, it hasn't been easy. I'm on my way to a meeting right now. I'm calling you from my cell phone. Yeah, I, I respect that. You was out there know how 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 dangerous how dangerous uh, this 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 law being passed is. Now, James, does this make it more difficult for you? You think when sports gambling becomes legalized? I mean, a lot of times I know you could get a bet in wherever, but when it's illegal, it's a little. You know, it's behind closed doors, as they say. Now that it's out in the open, does this make it more dangerous for you? Well, I mean, b- before before today's law got passed, if, if I wanted to get down, I had to fly 3,000 miles out to Vegas. I mean, I know I know you can get down with, you know, your local boogie, but those guys, those guys are a dying breed, you know? What, um, what got you in trouble? Sports betting in particular? Yeah, sports sports betting was my was my game. I mean, you know, I'm going to a meeting right now. You got people there who are hooked on lottery. Mm-hmm. Got people there who are hooked on on Facebook on playing games on Facebook. Got one lady who loses five thousand a week on Facebook. Jeez, playing uh, playing you know some sort of uh, Candy Crush. Um, it's bad. It's bad. You know, there's people there a lot younger than me too. You know, I'm only, I'm 31. There's no, and that's and that's young. I, yeah, that's young. And James, listen, good luck. Stay strong, man. Don't let it. Uh, don't let it. Uh, you know, ruin you. All right. All right, man. Just uh, be careful. Everyone out there listening. You know. Keep yeah, an and look, this is and thanks for the call. You know, this is. Again, you guys like James. I mean, myself. You could have. You don't need sports gambling to be legalized to have problems, but. 
What I do think gets overlooked by guys like Governor Christie and everybody else, and Christie could use the words, and by the way, he'll be on the morning show tomorrow with Len and Michael, 9 a.m., Governor Christie. Christie said in this tweet today, um, New Jersey citizens wanted sports gambling, and the federal, federal government had no right to tell them no. The Supreme Court agrees with us today. I am proud to have fought for the, this is the key part, I am proud to have fought for the rights of the people of New Jersey. Now, here's the problem. Yeah, you want to give them their rights. And he also goes on to talk about and you know uh, the uh, great day for the rights of their of the states of the their people to make their own decisions, right? But but sometimes people have problems with this. I mean, this is a a serious serious issue. So people like myself can get excited and look, for the most part I've been able to control this my whole life, but there are people who can't. So you're not, in Christie, when he talks about that statement, people, you know, they have their rights and this should be a great day for New Jersey. He's not mentioning the negative that goes with it and the thousands, hundreds of thousands, I'm sure, maybe millions across the United States and across the world that have been impacted significantly, negatively, to gambling problems. And this makes it more difficult on those struggling people. I would imagine it's similar to, now, look, I, I don't know what I'm talking about getting into this because I've never done drugs before, but I would imagine it's similar to having a drug problem, whatever the drug may be, cocaine, heroin, whatever drug may be. If that were to become legal, don't you think more people would have access to it? I, I guess you could get it if you want now anyway, but if it's legalized, it's more on the open. It's easier for people then to trip up. And sports gambling is not something to be taken lightly. And I guess that's why I'm torn on this. Because I do think a part of it is fun. But like everything else, got to be moderation, got to be controlled. And I'm not so sure that once you open the floodgates here, you're going to be able to control that. And I feel for people like James who now, you know, I mean, he's got to help himself. He's got to be, you got to be an individual, a responsible individual. But sports gambling should not be taken lightly. I don't know. It, it's it's tough, man. It's real when you hear a guy like that on his way to a meeting right now, trying to stay clean and off, you know, or not gamble. And then this comes out, and you, the juices start flowing, and you know, going to make it that much more difficult to stay away from from gambling. Eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. Eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. It's a sports zone. Uh, we got Mets tickets to give away next hour. Salakai in for Pete McCarthy, the Voice of New York, seven ten WOR. Now, you're in the WOR Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete, here's Sal Licata. We'll do some Mets at 8.05. We'll also talk to Matt Eholt of the record at 8.20, get some insight to the Mets and where they stand. I was just reading an article on SNY.TV from my buddy Andy Martino talking about the pressures of, uh, or maybe not the pressures, but the week that Mickey Calloway had and how he struggled this week and how, you know, obviously the people in the organization know that, uh, you know, it's not been a great week for Callaway, but they still have support. They understand there's going to be a learning curve with Callaway being a first year manager. You're going to learn on the job. That's fine. I, I, look, I'm not, I'm not going to kill Mickey Callaway. 
um, for some of the moves that he's made here. I mean, it's not yesterday's not a big deal. No issue whatsoever leaving Seawold in to face Nick Williams. And to me, it's the ultimate second guess. Leaves him in, guy hits a three-run homer. How could you not bring in Blevins? How could you? Oh, what's this guy doing? Callaway, what's he doing? How can you not bring in Blevins? Blevins stinks. Blevins hasn't gotten an out of teams all year long against a lefty when needed. You don't think Callaway knows that? You think Cal- And you look at the numbers that Seawall had against lefties. Seawall's rolling. They got to get him through that inning. It's not just about that at bat. It's about trying to win the game. Even if you bring Blevins in in that spot. If Blevins, the risk of Blevins coming in and not getting the out did not outweigh leaving Seawald in. You could live with Seawald in. Now, obviously, the one thing that can happen is exactly what happened the three run homer. But you're not thinking that that's, you know, that's the last thing on your mind at that point, I would think. Happens, you get beat. If that happens, you tip your cap and you move on. But of all the moves, I thought that's the right one. Leave Seawald in. He's got good numbers against lefties. You can't guarantee Blevins is going to come in the game and do anything. Blevins might walk the guy. And then what? Then you have to go to a right-hander in the bullpen, so you waste another bullpen arm. And then you have the batter, excuse me, the pitcher leading off. You'd have to double switch. They needed for the, they'd be set up, as Callaway's words, they'd be, they'd be set up nicely, or I don't remember exactly what he said, but they'd be set up nicely if Seawald got that out. That's what they needed to do to move forward in that ballgame. So let me get this straight. You're going to knock Mickey Callaway for not bringing in Jerry Blevins, who again has struggled this year, to put it kindly, has struggled this year. But you're not going to get on Jacob DeGrom for his 45 pitch first inning? This is not a Mickey Calloway issue. You can question whether you like the way he's handled himself in the post games afterward. Maybe that bothers you. That's fine. It doesn't mean he's not a good manager. Maybe it bothers you that he's being even keeled and not getting too high, getting too low, trying to be positive and remain calm and all those different things. All right, maybe that bothers you a little bit. But it doesn't matter. That doesn't mean anything. The guy's still a good manager. He'll be a good manager. He's learning, but it'd be a lot easier to learn if the team were actually playing well. They're not playing well. That's not his fault. That is the player's fault. More into that on the other side at 8.05. Right now, the news. Thanks to 